Welcome back to the Worlds of Tomorrow podcast, the podcast where we look at futures now past. I'm Jeremy. I'm Sean. I'm Robbie. I'm Devin. Well, are you? Man, because like, when we were last hanging out, I'm pretty sure we... Didn't you die? No, I'm pretty sure I'm alive, guys. I could have sworn that, uh, didn't he like fall off a cliff? You definitely fell off a cliff, dog. No, I didn't. They but, pronounce you dead on the life flight. No, the man. death flight. The death flight. No, man. I, I just took a taxi home. Well, check underneath his eye. Hold on. Oh, my God. He's got a dot under no, there. No, 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 no. That's, that's a disease. Well, um, <laughs> so, so that's a good transition because we're talking about The Sixth Day. Yeah. Uh, once again, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and written by Roger Spottiswood. Great movie. I love this movie so much. I like this movie a lot more than I thought. In fact, the DVD cover says, Two Thumbs Up by Roger Niebert. Have you, have you, have you never the seen this? The guy who wrote it <laughs> gave it two thumbs up. Uh, so, uh, The Sixth Day was directed by Roger Spottiswood. Do you know who that is, Sean? Not a clue. He's a, did Tomorrow Never Dies and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot with Sylvester Stallone. Was that the porno? No, that's the one reason he's a cop and his mom's also a cop or something. I've never seen it. Stop. You're thinking of the Italian stallion, my man. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> where he, where they dub over his that voice. That sounds less like a porn than Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Yeah, it sounds like a real movie, doesn't it? <laughs> Unfortunately. So what year did The Sixth Day come out? Uh, 2000. 2000. 2000, It was yeah. like in November, theatrically. And uh, no joke, I did remember very distinctly only seeing the last 20 minutes or so, like multiple times. I, I definitely remember seeing segments as a child for so long and then one day I do I did sit down and watch the whole thing and yeah. was like this is awesome, but the uh, the clone scenes are what freaked me out. The yeah, most. those were really weird. They stuck with me. Yeah. So we should go over the plot really quick. Yeah, yeah. So the movie is called The Sixth Day, and what does that refer to again? It's supposed to be the uh, clone violation because God did not make. God does not want people to clone themselves. Right. According to the Bible, God made man on the sixth day. Right. The seventh day he rested and took a smoked like a huge, a huge... Oh, that bong was a hu- big. Yeah, a huge marijuana cigarette. That was a gravity bong. Yeah, because he invented <laughs> gravity on the fifth day. Uh, and on the sixth day he made man, and apparently you're not supposed to make men. It's not I mean, really a weird... Well, you're not... You're not supposed to make them 37 years old again. You're, true, supposed, to, you're supposed to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. And uh, the movie uh, the movie has an interesting opening crawl with something real. You know, it mentions Dolly the sheep getting cloned, and then it mentions, like, a couple of fictitious cloning elements, and then, uh, which like, we the did not get. Outlaw- like, outlawing cloning yeah, in general. Yeah, because the Pope said it was a bad idea. Well, not cloning, I guess. I should human say cloning, human cloning. Yeah, because the Pope said it was a bad idea since the sixth day. Right. However, that's where the Christianity ends in this movie. That's literally that's- it. No, this isn't a Paul Verhoeven movie where, like, Robocop walks in water or gets crucified. Like, Oh, okay. Well, I was about to say, there's a lot of religion in this movie. Name that's one I'm... more. Oh, I guess there was the Are Crazy Zealot. Yeah, yeah the that's Crazy it. Zealot. All the was people... there any more? Re- there were no religious themes, though. Overall, no. Here, no here's a better idea. The whole, the right? whole movie's about religion versus science. We rename Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, like, Michael Jesus. And, like, he gets crucified at the end, and then he walks in water like RoboCop. And that's all I got. No, you, what you should end it with is the same idea. He's crucified at the end. But yeah. when they go to the tomb where they buried him, <laughs> oh! with his linens folded. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And, and, then, no. maybe, and then maybe cut to him walking across no, water. But, yeah, and then, he, and then he has the spike, the data spike right, that he no, used to kill no, the no, Okay, <laughs> no, hold on a second, I guys. am RoboCop. <laughs> the, the whole time. This is a prequel of RoboCop. <laughs> 
the whole time they're talking about God and how God is the creator. Don't remember this, man. Are, are you kidding? Right I think you might have seen. He, he freaking asks. Uh, oh, he yeah. He asks the guys right. like, well, well, wait, so you're going to be in charge? And yeah. then he goes like, well, uh, who, who else would be in charge? Well, God? Oh, you're one of those. All right, you got me, man, if that's fair. So uh, the movie starts with um, that opening text crawl, and then it jumps right into, I think, what was the first scene? It was he's just like, waking up with his wife in bed. He's waking up with his wife in bed, and like they're clearly very loving. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're about to get jiggy with it right away. Yeah. And then the daughter comes in, which was... Which ruins it yeah. completely. It you were, instantly turns me off. Oh, man, yeah. That seven-year-old daughter. Killer. <laughs> I gotta say, it is also like the most cliche movie thing, like uh, a man oh, the, with a heavy Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It might as well have been the intro to Time Cop. I'm going to be no changes. I'm going to be honest. I was watching this with my dad the other night, and he goes, Oh, yeah, perfect family. Yeah, great, absolutely. great, perfect family. So, uh, Schwarzenegger plays, I think, was it Gibson? Adam. Adam? Yeah. Adam oh, Gibson. I get the religious stuff now. Yeah. <coughs> oh, yeah. Like pilot. And uh, so he's a pilot for a Whispercraft, which does not exist. Nice try movie, which appears to be some sort of fly-by-wire, remote-controlled, um, gigantic... It can be. I mean, you G.I. Joe playset. G.I. Joe playset thing that can turn from a dropship... Apparently it can also just fly to, to Ar- Ar- Argentina. Yeah. And he lives in a city that I thought was like Colorado, but might also be New York. It's not really clear. No, but, no, no. It's, um... Because he's like next to the mountains. Oh, shoot. It's in Canada. Is it? It's not Nova Scotia. Well, it was probably shot in uh, Vancouver. It, no, I think it is Vancouver. In fact, because all movies are shot in Vancouver. Well, I mean, it's all budgeting, that's why. So his best friend is Adam Rappaport, who, um, I, he was in True Romance. What else, what else has Deep he been Blue in? Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, I think. He's probably in a couple other things. So his it best friend is... Wait, goofy. Michael Rappaport? He Adam. Had his own, uh, he had his own sh- uh, TV series. Does he really? Yeah. Was it funny? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so his best friend is Michael Rappaport, and they're both Whispercraft pilots, and they have a weird long scene where they just sort of fly around, and then they find out kind of a kind of a sad thing. Um, even though a bunch of humans die, like the dog died, um, Arnie's family's family dog died. Was it Spot? Maybe no, Oliver. Oliver, oh, oh. close second. Close second, yeah. Among the all popular dog names, there's Spot. <laughs> Oliver, Levacious. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, so George dies, and his wife, classic movie thing, too, she's like, okay, honey, just get a clone of the pet. And he's like, I can't do it. And she's like, what's that? You said you'll do it? Yeah, classic wife overrules. And then the other woman comes up and goes, ha, we always win. Uh, It was very cheesy. Uh, So he takes to, so after the thing, I think he says he takes it to... To repet? He says he's going to take it to repet. Oh, but then then there's the, the no, plot yeah, yeah. where a no. guy, who, who was his name? Was it Tony Drucker. Goldwyn? Drucker. Drucker. Tony Goldwyn, who plays Michael Drucker. Um, Tony Goldwyn is a, some sort of mysterious high-power CEO for um, for replacement technologies, yeah. cloning corp. And they basically own repet and a few other, yeah. co- like New Oregon, I think. NU Oregon. That's funny. Yeah. So they have a scene where they scan the DNA of... Add Arnold and Michael Rappaport's characters, and then they say, you're going to take us on a ski trip, I guess? Well, yeah, the, the whole, the whole like, idea of their business is that they're, like, extreme sports. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's right, because they're tour, they're tour guides, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so he, takes them, so he takes them off, and then there's a really abrupt scene that I was not expecting, where uh, at Michael Rappaport is, like, talking to 
the Tony Goldwyn CEO character, and then he just gets shot in the face. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and then they just don't explain it for a while. Well, the funny thing is, the, the guy that, like, they show for a brief moment, they had so much freaking lead up for that guy. Like, Rip was his name. Yeah. And every time, like, they referred to him, he was, like, in the background and always, like, made eye contact oh, with yeah, the characters. He, 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 yeah, like, oh, this is Rip. This is Rip. Hey, this is Rip. And you're like, yeah. okay, we get it. This guy's name's Rip. What does he have to do? Oh, okay, now I see. Yeah. So uh, they get shot in the face, and then Arnie wakes up. And uh, Arnie is, uh, he's at hes at the mall, I guess. Or he's in, in, like a, he's in a taxi. Well, he's in a taxi. And he ends up at the mall, and someone's like, oh, you back again so soon? Ha uh, ha, oh, my daughter has two as well. And that's the first twist that maybe, just maybe, this movie about cloning might have clones in it. <laughs> just, just a bit. Just a bit. <laughs> you guys didn't have to laugh. It's okay. <laughs> so um, he, he doesn't get the, the clono dog. He gets, what I'm going to say right now is the world's creepiest doll. Oh, yeah. Hands down, the weirdest looking doll I've ever It's seen. horrifying. Yeah. I think that might have actually been what gave me the creeps when I was a kid. And I, not the clone no. body horror. <laughs> not the clone body I think it was the Simpal Cindy. I mean, that and it not shutting up. Yeah. If that doll had killed people, I would not have a been surprised. Sh- that's straight up a Chucky doll. That might have been Chucky. Black magic. You know, Chucky had to get some roles before Chucky. I think this was his first role. <laughs> this was intro to Chucky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> retro Chucky. Retro Chucky. When made, I was a woman. Made by Yeah, made by Full Moon Pictures <laughs> somehow. Hey, man, Full Moon's good. <laughs> uh, so uh, he buys what really is, this really is just a creepy doll. Uh, so he buys the Simpal Cindy, and then he gets home, and I think that's when we find out that he's a clone. Yeah. he uh, He's walking up, and he's talking about... Uh, like reminisce or not reminiscing but like reciting like how he's gonna tell his daughter he didn't like oliver died and then and like how how it's okay like dogs die and then oliver jumps from the background and starts barking at at him through the fence and he's like what i don't understand and then you find out my god there's somebody else in my house and he looks just like me and has the same massive austrian accent is that a clone and then some people the one person who i thought was mila jovovich but is not and terry cruz and i think um no it's just um oh michael rucker michael rucker and they all attack him and they're like oh we're gonna kill you boy and then they beat the crap out of him and then there's a chase scene it's pretty good actually it's actually a great and somehow he has like a 1950s Dodge, like Dodge com- or old old car. It's a Cadillac. Cadillac. I'm sorry. It's all right. But this chase scene was actually pretty good in suburbia. I was surprised. Yeah. yeah. Um. There's a really cool scene where like he jumps off a cliff. Uh-huh. Oh well, but like also, guys, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, he, like in this one chase scene, at least two people have died. Like, oh two yeah, other people it's pursuing crazy. Him. It's really crazy. It's like a crazy only the way that Total Recall or other early two thousands movies have seen. Like you've seen Total Recall. Like it's a pretty yeah. bloody movie. You mean eighties? <laughs> well, Total Recall was like nineteen ninety. And uh, but it's super fucking graphic. Absolutely. And like this movie has like the same sensibilities. Like scene alone when he's outside and the eyes are popping out. Oh, it's amazing. It's tremendously good. By outside, I mean Mars atmosphere without mask. Yeah, and that's how that's what happens on Mars. You just your face just explodes. Honestly, I'm surprised they got away with this in like two thousand. Was this PG thirteen? I don't know. Wait a minute. Probably X. X. I'm guessing X. Yeah. X gonna give it to you. They still have X at the time. Um, it's PG thirteen. I, th- I, I that's that was yeah, a, definitely strong. Like they're definitely pushing the thirteen rating at the point. Yeah, no, they're definitely. Uh, so there's a bunch of people die. There's a there's some pretty cool kill scenes where like a guy gets run over by a car. He fall, jumps off a cliff. He somehow survives. He ends up at his friend Hank Morgan. Not Hank. Uh, Hank Morgan's the character Michael Rappaport's house. Uh, yeah. Finds out that he's a clone. Uh, Rip 
Who, Rip was a Christian guy? No, you're jumping way too far ahead. Are, are you sure? Yeah, because he goes he goes to Mike, Michael's house. Yeah. Michael, like, hangs out with him for a... Or no, 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 no. He goes to Michael's house. Michael's like, hey, man, sorry, I don't know what happened. I just, like, was, you know, I landed, I remember that, and then I just, like, woke up and, like, came home. Like, I don't know what happened in between. You're like, oh, my God, there's clones in this movie about cloning. Oh, my God, how is it clones? So then they decide to take a trip because Michael Rappaport is just not believing Arnold at <laughs> all. That doesn't make a lot of sense. So yeah. he, goes, he goes to, like, basically show him, hey, there's another me. Yeah. And then they go back to the house. And, and, and this is a, a cute scene, in my opinion, because it's, like, he interacts with the guys that straight up almost tried to kill him and just makes it like very coy, like, oh, yeah, no, I'm the original. Yeah, that ha, was ha, pretty ha, funny. Ha. That was good. And then, then he's like, all right, now we got to go back to my Rappaport's yeah, house. It was kind of a weird Yeah, it was a it weird was like, scene. Why, why are we going back again? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, and then, and there's no cops anywhere, despite the fact there was a huge shootout. Yeah, and then Rip. Yeah, and then Rip, a Christian guy who looks like he was in Dave Matthews' band, shows up. Or Biodome. Or Biodome. I think he, it might have been Polly Shore. Let's just pretend he's Polly Shore. <laughs> Uh, so he shows up. He kills Michael Rappaport. Uh, there's some stuff happens. Eventually, he figures I got to go to the Clono Center, uh, Clone Tech Replacement Technologies. He breaks in there. He cuts off the one girl's thumb to use as a passcode. Which is really cool. Yeah, because there's a shootout in a parking garage. He also like fumbles it. He fumbles in the, the most thumb. awkward scene ever. Uh, the way only Arnie could. Really. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> well, let me just act like I'm putting my thumb on here. <laughs> They're about to leave. There's a big shootout that happens. And finally, uh, the bad guy, uh, Tony Goldwyn's character, explains the whole evil plan. He escapes. He comes back and says, I'm going to kill Tony Goldwyn, I think. I don't remember. Well, I mean, Tony Goldwyn goes to get his family. Or, like, oh, Arnold's yeah, family will leverage him. And, and then... at that point, the movie's basically past all the sci-fi shit realistically, except for the final shootout, which is super gross. I'm just taking over where God left off. If you really believe that, you should clone yourself. So I can understand your unique perspective? No. So you can go fuck yourself. Um, all the henchmen either get killed in some cool way, or or exploded, or drowned, if or or asked to leave, or asked to leave, which is actually true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and and compliment the woman or the the tiny lady. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's the two clones are working together. They use the whisper craft uh, to to be like a distraction. He goes in there. He rescues his family. He kills uh, Tony Goldwyn, CEO character. Well, his his stupidest henchman actually shoots him. Yeah, the guy who I thought looked like he was part of Blink-182, I could swear that was one of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, could have been. I've honestly never seen that guy act anywhere else. Was his that name, the guy who got his neck snapped? He, he, well, yeah, he gets run over, his neck snapped, and then um, his name's Wiley, I think? Yeah, Rodney Rowland. Um, he hasn't been in anything else except for Space Above and Beyond. Which Don't even know what that is. It's a cult oh, TV show. Oh, I have that, yeah. It's okay. very specific. Yeah, let's not worry about Blink-182 Sorry here. Sorry about that. Yeah, so Dave Matthews gets killed because um, he, he shoots his boss. <laughs> he shoots his boss. He's like, hey, turn, get out of here, and he shoots him. It was kind of funny. Oh, actually, I love that scene a lot because he's like, not again. And then, yeah. like, you tell they just like dubbed his voice in shittily. <laughs> it's really bad ADR. Yeah. Yeah. Not again. Uh, it was pretty funny. So there's a big shootout. Um, he says, I'm not going to die. He puts himself into a new clono body. 
Uh, Arnie's got a gun. He's got a laser gun. He's shooting the place up. Causes a huge flood because I guess just all clones are swimming all the time. And, like, there's just endless, like, gigantic well, it's gonna vats of liquid. going to be, like, Star liquid. Wars stasis. Yeah, there's just, just vats of, like, stasis liquid everywhere. Like, we're talking, like, it's, an it's so gross. Olympic pool level. So the thing floods, and then this really gross-looking clone comes out that's not finished. Like, it's easy bake oven level, but, like, <laughs> he, he wasn't done, so he's all slimy. Like, his flesh is falling off. I mean, like, I wouldn't touch it, but I know. Yeah. And for some reason, he doesn't seem to realize that he's an unfinished Tony Goldman clone. Which is crazy to yeah, me, because, like, <laughs> he, he, he came out, like... All pasty white, like, like yeah, and it's it, like gross you can as see hell. your hands are like obviously not like super gross human tone at and all. And he just under, he takes Tony Goldwyn's the original's clothes and gets dressed, which was while cool. the other one is dying. Yeah, I mean that was a fun scene, but he's super like, "Whoa, would you win?" <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. And uh, somehow he doesn't seem to realize he's a he's a he's he's an easy bake dough dough boy. Because Arnie's like, is this your perfect future? And, like, he shows him a mirror. This is what God wanted. Yeah, <laughs> Another he, religious overtone. Yeah, and he's like, check it out. You're, like, made of mush. And he's like, oh, no. And I don't know. It was a weird scene. It was okay. Okay, so, I mean, yeah, then he gets away and then blah, blah, blah. Yeah, happy he gets ending. away. Happy ending. Turns out that the clone is going to be A-OK and he's going to start a... Well, start, start, A-OK for, like, two years. Well, no, they said that he doesn't have any defects. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. And it's specifically a line. Oh, okay. But then he gets away. He starts off a business in Argentina, and that's the end of the movie. Oh, that was the... Okay, now it makes sense. Yeah. I was I was like, are they flying to Argentina? Like, no, why he, like, start, he a... starts off a, a side branch of the business in Argentina. Oh, okay, that makes so much It's pretty sense. weird. So, <laughs> we're going to open up our second shop in Argentina. Yeah, it'll <laughs> just be me, the exact same person. So, uh, what did they get wrong? Was this the Johnny Phoenix scene? Yeah, wasn't the XFL done by, like, WCW or something? Some wrestling company did it? Oh, I think so. Am I crazy? No, you're not. They had Google Glass in their helmet. Yeah, so, the, first of all, they predict that the XFL, the Extreme Football League, is still around in 2015. I don't remember that being a thing. The oh, extreme... this is actually a real thing. XFL was in, real. Like, it was real like, America. it was on FX. <laughs> it I was believe. sponsored by, I want to say, World Championship Wrestling or World... Wildlife Foundation. Yeah, it was the same guy who... <laughs> World Wildlife... No, like, we're trying to save the planet. World Wrestling it's Foundation. It's the yeah. same guy who owns wrestling. Yeah. Uh, started the league. It only lasted a few years. Um, they had one season, I, I think. I'm like blown away that this yeah. was a thing. It was the Extreme Football League, and, like, in the future, apparently, that's the big one still. Oh, my God. Uh, the quarterback... crazy product placement. Well, actually, it was pretty good product placement, because it came out the same year, so... Well, wait, what... Oh, man, it did. Yeah, 2000. And uh, it didn't last. Didn't last. It probably was done by the time the movie came out, realistically. <laughs> yeah. when, when, uh, I don't think we mentioned. When does this movie take place? 2015. Oh, hey. Yeah. Three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Three years ago. <laughs> yeah, it played one season in 2001. Oh, nice. So it was a preface to the XFL. Was that just like two teams then? Yep. Or? So um, the XFL <laughs> had a quarterback named Johnny Phoenix, which is a pretty baller name. Honestly, yeah. I would uh, love to be known as Johnny Phoenix. Yeah, well, in this universe, that's Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. He and he's was... making $300 million a year. Which is there eight, crazy. There are eight teams. Eight teams the in the XFL. Well, in real life, doesn't Peyton Manning make 230 or 240, I believe? No way. Oh, my God. So there's the Eastern Division was Orlando Rage, Chicago Enforcers, New York, New Jersey Hitmen, <laughs> Birmingham Thunderbolts. The Western Division was the Los Angeles Extreme. The Shotguns, yeah. San Francisco Demons. 
Memphis Maniacs, and Las Vegas Outlaws. Those are some good names. The one and only champions of the league was the Los Angeles Extremes. <laughs> like, did anyone notable come from that? Like, was Terry Crews in that? Yeah, and then he real. also like started well, the movie with it. Uh, I don't know so much as if anybody famous came out of it, but they really hated it. Everybody hated this. Really, and it was the World Wrestling Federation that owned fifty percent, <laughs> and the other fifty percent. Like, what was, was owned the, by the what NBC. was the mar- I know we we can't go on a tangent too much, but like, what was the idea? Like, was it was it trying to like make its own NFL and then eventually fight the NFL, or like were they just trying to make another sport? The World Eaters. The World Eaters. <laughs> I'm just naming Space Marines. Do they now. also allow steroids? Because the movie the made it seem fists. like they it wanted was, to be. It was meant to take place during the NFL's offseason. Ah. So um, so the XFL, he's a QB making $300 million. Peyton Manning makes two forty. $240 million? Yeah, pretty crazy. Well, it is called the extreme football. <laughs> <laughs> no, like um, straight up, his salary... Right before he retired was two hundred forty million. Okay, we got a, cut, a year is a points. contract. I, I I think two hundred forty million for a year or like a contract is ridiculous. All right, so here I'm gonna try one more time. So uh, Peyton Manning made two hundred forty eight point seven million dollars. Jesus, I honestly thought that was like uh like an overestimate. Like they were just trying to be like, wow. I mean, it was. <laughs> but like hearing that makes me like. Yeah. So, um, it's 50 million between friends. So they got a bunch of stuff wrong. In addition to the XFL, uh, mirrors are filled with news. Haven't seen that yet. Uh, nacho bananas. Nacho bananas does sound good, uh, but is not real. I don't know if I would want that. Um, there appears to have been something called the Rainforest War, which they all reference constantly, presumably because they have no other reason why tour guide. <laughs> tour guide, tour guide Adam Gibson Adam is so Gibson. good at what he does. Yeah, it's, I honestly was questioning that the whole time because I was like, "How does he know all this stuff? How they, does he know how to yeah. survive?" And then they go like, "The Rainforest Wars." What, what was that? Oh, that's when they had to kill the rainforest before I guess. it took over in oh, the country we had to of slash and burn our properties here, guys. Yeah, in the grim future of the 21st millennium. They but they did have a dog controlled by an iPhone app. That's true. Which was not quite accurate. Uh, how about the paying with everything with a fingerprint? Well, you do use Apple Pay, but I've never gotten it to work ever, so... <laughs> but is that your fingerprint? Uh, I mean, yeah, you use the thumbprint scanner. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work very well, so let's consider that one a wash. Close. Laser weapons? Big one. Yeah. Okay, so, hey, to our two guests, Yo. how come every movie's got laser weapons? Uh, Star Wars, probably. <laughs> I was going to go with G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe. Basic, that's true, yeah. So really nerdy things just, like, help. I think like, it's just an easy way to make it seem like the future. I guess so. Yeah. Everybody uses laser weapons, and it's not. And they're just so hilariously dangerous. Like, not only do they cut through everybody, like, Michael Rucker's character gets shot through the chest, but then they always explode whatever they touch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, over, over like... It's yeah, completely it's ludicrous that everybody's just got a laser gun. Oh, yeah. This is America we're talking That's about. That's true. Although three years ago, although everybody did have a gun because there were mass shootings, we didn't see everybody going into the store to buy a laser gun because they heard Obama was going to take away their lasers. Do, do we have a right to lasers? <laughs> this is... The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Laser Weapons. You know what they did get right, though? A solid laser noise. That's true. That was pretty good. Was, it, it was pretty sweet. And you're just like, whoa, hold on. That sounds like it has some kick. <laughs> um, I was curious why there was a VR girlfriend. Now, I I'm was never, weirded out by it. Yeah, and also, uh, they don't have a headset or like a weird a weird skin-tight suit that like gives you touch. Instead, you just sit down in this chair, and it seems to transmit like thought waves into your brain. Well, 
Wait, is that really the idea? Because I thought they did unzip his, like, Michael Rappaport Oh, pants. that's true, yeah. There, he was about to get a virtual blowjob. Right, and because, like, Arnold said in it later, it and then yeah. basically he was like, oh, I felt like someone was touching my junk. That's in, true, yeah. <laughs> in a very Arnold that. accent. Uh, smoking is illegal. Crazy to me. I don't know why every movie decides that in the future America will make smoking illegal. Well, I mean, to to their credit, smoking is illegal in It's less buildings. legal now. Yes. But, but like, <laughs> it's funny that, like, Oh, like the whole movie after they like bring up the smoking is just like, do we do we do something wrong? Did they find out we were smoking? It yeah, was like, oh man, that's right. Like, yeah. oh. Uh, there are holograms, which we've already agreed, not yeah. real yet. Yeah, uh, including advertising uh, holograms and the yep, including a holographic court-appointed lawyer uh, and psychologist, which was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, the psychologist, by the way, was Sigmund Freud. Because despite it being 2015, they're still using the outdated theories of an Austrian who died more than a century ago. Huh. I actually didn't realize that, but it does make sense because he was kind of quoting... And he talked about, like, cigars and penises. Yeah. Uh, and also the fact that, that human cloning doesn't work. That's, uh, I'd say that's the biggest thing that they got wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the whole part of the movie. But it's a sci-fi movie. I suppose we can't be too hard on it. Uh, no, not at all. It's I... brought to us by the guy who did Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. The visionary director. Classic. <laughs> I've never seen Stop for My Mom. Spaghetti Western. Stop for My Mom. I don't think you're alone. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. They did get one thing stupidly wrong. And it, it's not Estelle even Getty. Like... What? what? Estelle Getty was the wolf of mom. Who's that again? Uh, is that Happy Days? Oh, shit. Or uh, Golden Girls. Oh, shit. Wow. That's so, the old lady. Right. So, so what I got, what, what really pissed me off. Was and it wasn't even like something they got wrong, wrong in the future. They kept calling the little girl's recital a recital. It was it, not a recital. It was a play. It was a it was, bad play too. Yeah, it was a shitty play. But like, it wasn't a recital. No, there was no musical instrument playing. Yeah, I mean they were <laughs> singing, but I don't consider that a recital. It's right? like the only thing I remember about that movie is that like he goes to like where the little girl's supposed to be, and there's like a dog or yeah. something yeah. vicious. Yeah, yeah. That's the only thing I remember about this movie. It's all that there is to know. That's the Terry Crews <laughs> mind control dog, okay. yeah, which doesn't exist. Oh, this guy also directed Forty Eight Hours. That's right. So, what they get right? Uh, well, the first thing I want to mention is the refrigerator, smart refrigerator. Uh, I don't remember this. Uh, so, he ordered milk because the milk was bad. He put it in his cereal. Or No, no, no. His daughter made breakfast and put the milk in the cereal. He took one bite and almost threw up. He went and he, for some stupid reason, put the milk back in the refrigerator. <laughs> but then on the smart refrigerator, hit and said, buying no, new milk. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Pretty I don't cool. know why he put it back in, but well, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And that's not too far off. Uh, we've got creepy dolls. Oh, yeah. There's tons of those now. They're not quite as realistic, but we do have creepy dolls that talk and give feedback. Yeah. I think this was the same year that Tickle Me Elmo came out, so. Step uh, up. <laughs> we've got self-driving cars. GPS um, Obviously, controls. yeah. Obviously, the self-driving cars in our reality are not quite as good as they were in the movie, but I think within our lifetimes, maybe within 10 years, we'll actually see them. As depicted. Well, I mean, they're already free. parking, so... That's true. Uh, realistically, the cars they depicted do exist. They're just not in mass production. 
Right, and I mean, they also had the GPS control like Google Maps almost. That's but true, But it wasn't yeah. Google Maps, obviously. No, it was a very, very bad user interface that yeah. you needed a SNES controller to operate. <laughs> and there's and all the buttons are the same. The American the version. Yeah, the D-pad, yeah. Uh, I liked the fact that there were just constant commercials. I suppose that's technically true to our modern day, that they're, they're very intrusive commercials. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, when, when he shows up at the mall and they're just, like, all like, wow, come buy this. Or, Absolutely. Ha. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else do you got for what they got right? I'm, I'm actually looking through. You know, it's interesting is some of these future movies, you always expect it to be a little bit like, oh, what a creepy freaking doll. Um, uh, but you always expect it to, like, so Running Man last week, they showed, like, slums. Right. Like, well, it wasn't last week, but uh, they sh- they show like slums in LA, and like they didn't really show like the rich people living. Right and in this future, it looks basically like middle class, yeah, Vancouver, neighborhood, and just like normal. Right, it's just normal. I suppose in in a way uh, that was a a budget saving measure, and b quite accurate, as yeah. it looks surprisingly like our future. I mean, they still had the environment. It looked fine. There's nothing wrong there. Right. Um, um, we got all the outfits are the same. Yeah. Uh, because uh, fashion is cyclical and plaid's back in. <laughs> so they got that right. Oh, God. I'm trying to, like... Uh, Robert Duvall is still, still acting. <laughs> still alive. Hey, so to interject... <laughs> they got that part right. I still Wait, can't believe they got Robert part. Duvall, by the way. They got the freaking guy Oh, from... you know what they got right? TSA security. Oh, Yeah. So I feel like in both at least Running Man and The Sixth Day, these security people are just very dumb and letting like things go by, That's even though true. they shouldn't be. He does have like a weird liquid bag filled with flesh, and they just let him in. And, and then, well, yeah, and then they also have a gun just stored into <laughs> a cooler. A fucking gun. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Now... A laser I, gun, no less. Like it makes it makes me happy. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about is uh, the fingerprint scanning. We did. Oh, did we? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, but like, it's just interesting to me that like the TSA. It, well, first off, it, it, I'm, I keep saying TSA, but like it was only in Running Man where, it was, where there was like a TSA. And the six like uh, in the sixth day, it's just like normal building security. Right. But, like, there's a human element to that. And I thought that was really nice because, like, they didn't, like, technology just take over completely. Right. They, they actually, have a very incompetent human instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like, it, it's funny because, you know, in these in these movies, they're trying to show, the like, the great future, but they're always having this... Right. S- a Gremlins 2. Yeah. got some documents from the time period. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, they are from the New York Times. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, what time? Uh, well, from the distant year of 2000. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, they were saved on a zip disk. And for our, for our crowd of people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that we had that, too, because, you know, zip disk slogan. Uh, zip disk, TM, we're going to be around forever. So the, the, they'll never stop. Yeah, it was, it's very sl- it's a very long slogan. It's it's actually second to the Energizer Bunny. Also, yeah, that got that's why zip disks are no longer around. They got sued <laughs> out of existence. So uh, so here's a quote from the New York Times review of the Sixth Day. <clears throat> the ways the Sixth Day show the limits of imminent biotechnology are almost touching. Science can clone Adam, but it can't create a double whose accent is easier to understand. That was a jerk, like, review, man. Yeah, it's a little mean. 
Uh, that's actually a theme that I see throughout the reviews. A lot of the reviews never really mention the ethics of biotechnology. I thought maybe it was just because it was um, it's an army movie, a Roger Spottiswood movie. So you think they're more like, oh, this is just another action movie than it is like uh, a piece about the future. Yeah, that's that was my original thought because, I mean, once you've made Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, what else do you have to say? <laughs> <laughs> There's really nothing more to discuss. But I also, upon reading it into a little deeper, by 2000, cloning was already a trope, right? Mm-hmm. Cloning had appeared in Star Trek. Two Star Trek series, by the way, Voyager and DS9. Oh boy. Cloning had been discussed for decades before that. Uh, and human <clears throat> cloning, although human cloning is still something that we have not unlocked and possibly never will. Uh, you know, that human, we know of. Oh, of course, right. Don't don't ask the Raelians. They'll get mad. <laughs> but you, the idea of cloning a sentient... I'm sorry, of cloning an organism, that's old. 97 was when Dolly the Sheep was cloned, for, for one. And people had discussed it for a long time since then. So, for example, this one is from 1997, same year as Dolly the Sheep, and this is part of the UN Charter on Human Rights, so give, give, give us a read there. Article 10. No research or research applications concerning the human genome, in particular in the fields of biology, genetics, and medicine, should prevail over the respects for the human rights, fundamental freedoms, and human dignity of individuals or, where applicable, uh, of groups of people. So this is 97, same year as Dolly the Sheep. They had already brought up the concept uh, that um, genetic modification might create inequality, and they specifically mentioned cloning. So go ahead and give us Article 11. Practices which are contrary to human dignity, such as reproductive cloning of human beings, shall not be permitted. Yeah, and I thought to myself, the UN's a pretty glacial organization. So the fact that they had had time to... Uh, discuss it, pass amendments to their uh, declaration, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Uh, I, I think that tells us that by now, cloning was already, um, you know, it was old hat. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of interesting that they, like, jumped the gun almost. Like, they, they, it's like they, like, read the books first, and they're like, haha, that'll, that'll never happen. And then Dolly the Sheep came out, and they're like, oh, okay, yeah. we're really close now. So we gotta, <laughs> we gotta write some laws. So far from the only sources being uh, from the UN and movie reviews, um, I was able to find that there was actually a lot of discussion about cloning, 97, 98, 99, but uh, by 2000, um, the academic appearance of the term cloning or human cloning had uh, kind of nosedived. Um, for example, I was able to find articles about human cloning in a bunch of different journals, including my personal favorite, the Journal on Hebrew Medicine, uh, which, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is a, a fairly lengthy uh, discourse on not just the ethics of cloning, but also the Jewish ethics of cloning, right? Uh, does it violate uh, uh, any Hayek prohibitions? Forgive me if I got the word wrong. No, you're fine. And the answer is no, there is no specific prohibition in the Talmud, uh, and there's no prohibition that you can uh, on creating humans, uh, although it is recommended that you do it between uh, a human man and a human woman. Um, <laughs> and I, I think that this, this one came out in 98. I think that this also tells us that by the time this movie was out, people had already gone through that early panic of this new technology, of, of seeing Dolly the Sheep cloned, of seeing um, uh, an embryo in, uh, implanted in another being and growing a, a near-identical copy to the original. So that's interesting because then it like brings back like the movie review, where it was kind of like a passe comment on, on how the movie itself was like, well, it could have done better if they made it easier to understand. Yeah, Arnold's. Uh, <laughs> Arnold's is the is the is the last right. part right there. There is one way um, in which I think the 
a lot of the arguments that appeared in the, those early cloning debate years mm-hmm. uh, are still around. Um, for example, there's the question of can you use uh, non-embryonic cloning uh, to create, say, uh, to harvest human adult stem cells, uh, which has connections with the abortion debate, for example. Hmm. Uh, and there's also a, a consistent argument I've seen that uh, even if we could uh, clone humans, even if we did have the technology available from, uh, what was the company? That did it? Yeah, the evil company. Uh, well, I don't remember the overall... It was like New Organ, Repet, and a few other things. It was dumb, whatever. Yeah. The point is, even if we did have the technology, uh, can we make it safe? Um, one of the reasons that the UN put it in there, uh, and I looked this up, wasn't just about the implications of, you know, uh, using, uh, you know, is it okay to clone someone without their permission, much like Arnie and uh, company, but is it okay to do this to a clone which might then be doomed to ill health oh okay okay so kind of like what they did in the movie where they like yeah like took advantage of it like oh we're gonna give you uh i don't know the black plague at right. age uh, three years in and you it's right. incurable right like a replicant from blade runner yeah that's a good point yeah. um so i think that that was actually the one thing that that movie did that i thought was quite connected to the ongoing debate not that doesn't just is it moral to do you know, for us, but is it moral to the clone? Uh, there have been real-life instances where people have sued their parents because they were born with some terrible or genetic disease uh, and saying, I should not have been born. So, Jesus, did they, like, get away with that? Well, um, see, I Googled it. I didn't do any research on it. <laughs> no, so okay, okay. I have no idea. No, it's just like, that. to me, that's like the case of the, 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 the girl that, like, sued her parents because they weren't paying tuition. And it was uh, just kind of like a... Uh, no, I think this person was pretty... Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll put that in another episode. <laughs> but I think... Uh, but in short, I, I do think if the movie brought up anything, it was the question of the, the rights of the clone. And in this, it doesn't... You know, the movie didn't bother going into any detail. Yeah, well, like, ethically, I don't think it went into detail. But I think they almost avoided that uh, argument with uh, Robert Duvall's character. Where, like, he was, like, oh, right. almost trying to bring it up. Right. And then the the guy went all capitalistic and was like, hey, we need, these are assets. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, e- even if the movie didn't care about it, clearly uh, the questions had been, a lot of the questions had already been asked. And right. some of them had been answered. Interesting. You know, Jet, maybe we should record it here. It, it seems a little bit better. Yeah, the acoustics are pretty, are definitely superior. But, you know what, let's head back to the studio consistency i guess yeah absolutely gotta gotta finish what we start so you wanted to talk about the religious overtones as well yeah there's just so much to it like (laughs) i mean first off his name is adam and that's just an easy draw cute there's the sixth day which is just the name of the movie i know we said yeah uh rip just quoting how god isn't like allowed or god is just cruel and like i mean he might as well have been the bad guy from contact though it wasn't very subtle yeah no i i agree but like the whole time they're basically questioning questioning like who has the right I guess so. And it, I, I, I think it's just very prevalent, but in a way it's kind of strange because it also makes science look like the bad guy. Yeah, that, that's definitely a theme you see in a lot of these movies and pretty much any science fiction movie, right? From Black Mirror to The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Where we're seeing that uh, the negative implications of technology. But truth be told, this movie, um, a lot of the articles I saw um, always discussed the ethical implications of clones, but... I wonder if maybe because I grew up in a time where 
we've been exposed to clones and media and everything, but some of that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I totally understand the argument that everyone brings up in the movie is like, oh, well, they're not souls or blah, blah, blah. They, they're not really alive. Like, But to me, it's kind of like, well, I mean, why are you questioning the yeah, reality know. that's in front of you? Like that when it's Tony Golden made the argument that we should never have to lose a Martin Luther King or a Gandhi, which is not a bad argument. Yeah, it's not a bad argument. Honestly, I think that's a good idea. But then again, he did bring up the argument like, oh, well, we we can be immortal. Then then we'll just stop having sex in a way. Well, we might have to save this for uh, we might have to save this for a different uh, a different episode. I guess we can bring but... up some eclipse phase. But um, Ooh, in the meantime, it's it's. I think that the sci-fi themes are definitely not very well addressed but i am surprised by how much they got right um i'd say a lot more about the physical environment uh than they did about uh the running man so oh yeah most definitely i think i think they nailed uh just normal living in the 20 2015 in the year 1990 i'm sorry in the year 2000 (laughs) aka 2015 same thing turns out yeah well to a point yeah Yeah. but uh overall i liked it uh i liked the movie what about you oh i love this movie yeah it was great I, i used to watch it all the time did you really yeah are you serious? Yeah. Huh. Uh, I had not Clips seen it, it until not this the whole thing. Oh, okay. I had not seen it until recently, and it was that last scene was pretty damn gross. But uh, but Are you I liked talking it about overall. the guy falling. No, of course not. I'm talking about the weird Easy Bake Oven dude, the doughboy. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was kind of cool. It was cool. Yeah. So overall, it's a little light on the <laughs> ethical implications. Uh, the answer on this movie is pretty definitive. Wait, hold on. We're saying the, implications? We're saying the movie's pretty clear on the cloning is bad. Okay, gotcha. Yes. I, I mean, because for the whole movie, they're like, is cloning bad? Cloning's bad. Is cloning bad? Cloning's bad. But yeah. at the end, they're like, well, cloning's not that bad. <laughs> if it gives us two Arnold Schwarzeneggers. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm happy. Are you human? Well, the doctor said I was human. Whatever. Okay, you're human. <laughs> so did you like the movie? Yes, very much. Me too. I liked it a lot. Even the uh, Doughboy Easy Bake Oven scene at the end. It's creepy, but it, it really, like... At, at that point in time, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm watching a sci-fi movie. Yeah. You know those clothes are really <laughs> gross and mushy, too. he just been shot in them. The funny thing is that I bet that guy looks back at that like specific scene. He's like, that's my best work right there. <laughs> uh, Never Tony. saw Tony again. He was in, uh, he's in Scandal, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, um, in that case, this has been um, Future's Past. Thanks a lot for listening. So uh, what are we watching next time, Dev? In 2017, a successful businessman travels to the ends of ends of the earth to find the perfect woman is always under his nose. He hires a sexy renegade tracker to find an exact duplicate of his android wife. So, uh, Cherry 2000 sounds like it's going to be a good time. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, for multiple reasons. Yeah, all right. So, uh, in that case, until next time, right? Sexy reasons. Yes, until next time. Let's cut that out. No. (laughs) (laughs) So, until next time, I've been Jet. I'm Devin. What was our our sign-off? Thanks for listening today. We'll see you tomorrow.